What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched Theater Camp. Movie about theater camp in the summer. Yeah. Just came out in 2023. And we watched it. These are our first thoughts, first impressions without uh, any really research or background knowledge to back it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will include spoilers. So if you don't want the movie spoiled, pause, watch the film, and come back to us. Yeah. So what did you think, Kevin? I did not love it. That's fair. (laughs) I wanted to. I wanted to like it more than I did. Yeah, I found all of the characters and the children very annoying. None of them felt like people. Which I think doesn't have to be the case... But if you're going to present this as a mockumentary, I think there's a certain groundedness you need that this movie never even approached. This felt like someone making fun of theater kids. It did. Rather than a product of theater kids making fun of their own. I felt that too, whereas... You have... This was made by a bunch of theater kids. It was! Basically. But it felt way more mean-spirited at the theater kids than I was particularly comfortable with. Yeah. And not just, like, the campers, but, like, everyone was... A sketch comedy character. Mm. Rather than a person who cares about the theater. I, well, you've put more depth, probably, to what I just found annoying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which led to feeling very annoyed by all like of them. Like, they were... Um, and I think I was less annoyed by the kids and more by the adult mm-hmm. characters. Um, the kids were just kids. Yeah. They were theater kids. They were theater kids. Um, it's just that all the characters were extra. And that's, like, that's what they were. That yes, was like their character that description. That was their personality. Was extra. Yeah. Be more. Um, I did read a little bit about the production. Um, and apparently it was... Uh, this is not a term that people use anymore, but I wish we did. Uh, retroscripted. Where they don't have a, a written script. They improvise everything on set. I wondered if something like that was... And that's planned. not bad. I think you can do that. I mean, I look towards the works of famous mockumentarian Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest, thank you. I blanked. That's um, like the main. That's the one. The main one. Um, and obviously, that's a very high standard to hold all other mockumentaries, but it's the standard I hold them to. Yes. Um, and just being improvised does not make it feel real. Um, also, the way it was shot did not feel real. I know the only the only clue to me that it was supposed to be a mockumentary is the title cards between scenes uh-huh. describing like and the kind of shaky handheld camera. Yeah, but it was all every scene was shot from multiple angles, mm-hmm. which is not yeah. There was coverage, so you know they shot it from one angle and then they shot it again from a different angle, and you couldn't see the camera people who were filming this ostensibly in mm-hmm. real time. Yeah, it that 
bugged me a lot. Um, because I think to make a good mockumentary, you have to film it like a documentary to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which means sometimes you don't get coverage of shots. Sometimes shots aren't perfectly framed every time. Um, and you can't cut back and forth multiple times in a scene. You have to let things play out in front of you. Yeah. That's all my thoughts. I'm done. <laughs> done the end. Yeah. Um, did I have more thoughts? Um... Do I have more thoughts? Um, I looked up... I only knew Ben Platt. Yeah. Uh, um, I looked up the other writers on it. Because mm-hmm. there were four. Mm-hmm. And some of them were in the film, like Molly Gordon yes. and Noah Galvin. So I had to look them up. Um, and they are all... They all have done theater. lots of theater and yeah. film and TV. Like, Ben Platt and Noah Galvin have both played... A, they're also, like, dating. But also they both played uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. They both played Dear in uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Kevin's favorite musical. I have not seen it. I've just read a lot about it and listened to the music and read the recaps, and all of them are bad. Um I know Molly Gordon specifically because I recently watched uh, Shiva Baby, mm-hmm. which is a movie that she was a co-star in. Apparently she was in Booksmart, but I did not remember her. Um, and she's in The Bear, which we conveniently watched an episode of recently. Um, she plays Claire. I think she's in this season. Okay. Who's Claire? I don't know. Okay. I don't know any of the characters' names on The Bear. Um. Yeah, uh, for coming from, yeah, she's not in season one. Okay, cool. For coming from ostensibly a group of theater kids, none of this felt realistic to my experience and life as a theater kid. Well, like I said, it was all extra. Yeah. Even, even the plot points were extra. Yeah. Um... Like the Ben Platt and Molly characters who had real names, but it was just Ben Platt. No, it was Rebecca Diane and Amos yeah. were their names. But Rebecca Diane doesn't get a last name, which I thought was weird. Yeah, that was weird. She thought just... that was a weird choice. Uh, Rebecca Diane and Amos, who apparently write and direct a new musical every year, um, which I kind of believe. Like, that's the sort of thing theater kids would do. Um, but I didn't believe any of it. I don't know. It's just, it, it rang hollow for me. The whole movie did. Um, we did have Who Drew the Dicks. Um, it's Troy. Troy, who I appreciate in anything. I've always enjoyed seeing him. Jimmy Tatro. Jimmy Tatro from, I, we know him from American Vandal. Yeah, that was a good TV show. It was a great TV show. Netflix. Um, and a mockumentary that felt like a mockumentary. Yes, that was a good example it felt of a mockumentary. Like it was, again, I don't know how it was filmed, 
But I never was taken out of the reality of it in the way that I was so repeatedly in this film. Uh, there was a brief appearance by Amy Sedaris. Uh, sad she disappeared for the majority of the film. Mm. I did think that... Um, okay, I'm going to try to not uh-huh. mess this up, but Ayo Edebiri... I think you nailed that. Um, go did really well. Yeah, she's Actually, great. I, th- I, I, I thought, thought she was probably the best like character in the film. Yeah, I did find... <laughs> it, I don't know believable maybe because it wasn't a fully fledged character but it was such a minor character yeah, that it was okay she, that it wasn't fully fledged. She was a, a secondary character who kind of had one bit which was that she had lied her way into everything <laughs> um, but we didn't spend enough time with her for that to wear thin. <laughs> but she was so committed to the lie. Oh yeah. Um, it was. <laughs> yeah you're right. You're right. It didn't. It wasn't there long enough to wear thin. Yeah. Um, and it's it's the thinnest of plots, which you know again you don't have to have a thick plot, a thick plot. I don't think it's a thing people say. Um, you have a thin plot. You don't have a thick plot. I don't know what the opposite of a thin plot is. A plot. A plot. An actual plot. Um, where you know, oh no, the future of the camp is in danger. But most of the characters don't know about it for the majority of the film. Mm-hmm. So there's no... Like, the most compelling thing is there... What we could... Charitably call arcs. Which is that Rebecca Diane is getting hired for something else. And we kind of... She's pulling away from Amos. And Amos isn't... Moving on, isn't isn't growing in his career? Changing his his character arc is he doesn't change, which is a bad character arc. Um, And they're all sketches of character arcs. They're all sketches of people um, without any like lived reality. This sounds like such, like, theater camp feedback. (laughs) You're not bringing the truth to the character, Rebecca Diane. Um, And then Noah Galvin as Glenn, who's the tech guy. Secretly wants to be an actor. Yeah. And then he gets to be at the end. The end. I mean, there were lots of bits in it where I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what theater kids do mm-hmm. like I'm nodding my head and, and laughing along. Yeah. Which bits do you recall? Um if any. I'm I'm curious because I I, think, I didn't see a lot of that. Well, so. I think maybe not the some of the things I laughed at were um how serious Ben Platt was as a director. Telling them at one point, if you're cast in this, this show will break you. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I I chuckled. That's like funny. like theater teachers taking it too seriously mm-hmm. um, for the level of like production. You're, for what you're doing. For what you're doing. Yeah. Um. There were ongoing jokes about these kids being 
too many adult themes happening around the kids. Like, mm-hmm. the cocaine yeah. in the play. Okay. With the feather boa coming out the nose. I did enjoy that stage picture. Um, how they kept talking about the sexuality of the children. Like, if they bought, bought them as playing Lola yeah. in Damn Yankees. Um, yeah, that's fair. That, I thought that was... Um, humorous the dance teacher uh, talking them through dances and mm-hmm. telling them they're gonna fail mm-hmm. at being like three percent of three percent of you succeed and everyone else yeah yeah um those are some of the okay, parts that's that, fair. that uh, that's that's a, a relatively yeah, I chuckled at. Uh, I did. I think the one thing I laughed at, like actually laughed out loud, was when they were doing the immersive dinner theater experience for the executives, and one of the like little girls, who was I don't know eight or ten, like says, "Would you like a role or my tragic story about how I lost my child?" Yeah, like that was a good line. That was funny. Uh, it was an amusing juxtaposition. I like how they the the kids took the direction of the immersive dinner experience, and then it became like this devised movement <laughs> piece happening. Yeah, I like that. Um, I wish we had seen more of those things. Um, weirdly, none of the campers felt like they had any story. No. Um. Which is sad. Like, they were there, and you recognized them over the course of the three weeks that we see in the film. But it never felt like they were... Ooh, here's the thought. This never felt like it was happening at an actual camp. It never felt like these kids were living here or growing to know each other or being anything other than puppets for the screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the closest thing we saw to life at camp was the evening performance every night by one of the staff members at one of the cabins. Mm-hmm. It was not clear... If it happened at all of the cabins. If it happened or just at all one. of the cabins or one cabin or... The logistics of this as a camp never clicked for me. I don't have to see like them eating their meals or see who's cooking or any of that. But I would like to know that they've thought about it. That's interesting, Kevin. I wonder how you show... Knowledge that it is happening out I, of a camp without. I don't show. know. That's a difficult challenge. Um, it's a good question, and I don't think the film answered it. It did feel when I found out it was based on a short film. It did feel like oh, oh this is a long short film. <laughs> this is a long short film. We extended an idea without really the meat. Yeah. Behind it. It's kind of like uh, what happened in the latest season of Project Greenlight. (laughs) The script wasn't ready. The script wasn't ready. Well, they took, they they never, you know, that was a a critique they had of Grey Matter at the end, was it feels like a long short film. Yeah, yeah. We don't have 
enough stuff there. We've just yeah. made it longer. Yeah, and I feel like that make that makes short films sound like amateur hour. We um, do not. I think a short film is best as a short film because that is the story it needs to tell and the time it needs to tell it. Yeah. It's Aristotelian. It is of a certain length that matches the content. This yeah. was of a certain length that did not match the content. <laughs> yeah, it just felt like a sketch that had been carried on too long. Yeah. They were having a lot of fun making it. I was trying to figure out where I recognized the dance teacher, Clive. Yeah. And he was um, on the TV show L.A. to Vegas. I think he was one of the flight attendants. I was like, this person looks so familiar to me, but I couldn't figure out. He's been on many, many other things. I miss L.A. to Vegas. That was a good TV show. Yeah. One season. Canceled. Forgotten about. Yeah. Um... I'm honestly running out of things to say about it. Yeah. It's like we have to talk about a short film. I think maybe I had more points in it that I enjoyed than... That's fair. ...than you did. Um, but yeah, it's an independent film. Will Ferrell was one of the producers. I thought that was... Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think Will Ferrell and Adam McKay have broken up. Hmm. I only say that because I've seen things that... Will Ferrell produced that Adam McKay didn't, and Adam mm-hmm. McKay produced that Will Ferrell didn't. I haven't seen a Ferrell-McKay joint recently. Well, he was just a producer on it. He wasn't an executive producer. Oh, interesting. Um, and it was under Glo- the Gloria Sanchez Productions company. Which is a Ferrell-McKay production company. According to the Wikipedia page I'm looking at right now. Anyway, uh, we're clearly stretched for uh, content. <laughs> uh, gotta feed the algorithm. Yeah. With the content. Um, I'd be interested to hear what other theater people thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see it going around a lot of theater people. I didn't. Um, so I don't know. No. I don't have a sense. I again, it's it's so it feels mean to compare this to Christopher Guest stuff, but this feels like it wants to be the next Waiting for Guffman, and did not hit me the same way that Waiting for Guffman did. And some of that's probably nostalgia and rose-colored glasses for Waiting for Guffman, which is you know a top-tier film for me, but just a film. I mean. I haven't seen any Christopher Guest films in several years, so I don't have mm-hmm. the comparison to it of how maybe they um, create more fully fledged mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, does Guffman like? It's making fun of theater people, mm-hmm. but it's not mean. It's not to them. It respects its characters as people. Um, I don't know what his his methodology is for that, other than 
like literally putting on you know the entire production and doing hundreds of hours of character work in character with these people and pulling out the choicest bits um which is apparently what they did from this it just you know it's hard yeah it is it is hard it's hard to work from no script yeah <laughs> um Rebecca Diane had sort of a woo-woo thing that mm-hmm. was very poorly defined. Yeah, it was a woo-woo thing. Well, she could kind of talk to spirits sometimes, and she was in tune with, like, your past lives uh-huh. and probably, like, energy cleansing. and Yeah. Which is okay as a bit, but, like, needs to be fleshed out or robust rather than just played as a punchline if it's going to be interesting. Yep. I've run out of things to say. Well, good podcast. Uh, Tell them about the Patreon. The Patreon. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash five degrees. There are two... Yes. There are two perks... For being a patron. Okay. The first is the super duper unedited version where you get it from the moment we turn the mic on to the moment we turn the mic off and talk to our cat. Um, And you get a list of movies we didn't watch. We thank you for your support, whether it is financial or just listening. Um, We appreciate it. Did I leave anything out, Kevin? Rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Yeah, rate and review us on your fa- favorite podcatcher. Felicity has just showed up and is uh, sitting by the podcast. Sitting by the mic now, seeing what's up. Yeah. All right. Say good night, Amy. Good night, Amy. <laughs>